Parks Magic for One is a podcast for all solo Walt Disney World travelers. We'll chat about my trips to the parks, discuss important considerations as a solo traveler, and share resources and tips for your next visit. Make sure you follow Parks Magic for One on your preferred podcast service and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eric Hall WDW. Finally, check us out at parksmagicforone.life for links to podcast episodes as well as other exclusive resources to help plan your next trip to the most magical place on earth. Welcome to Parks Magic for One, episode 44. Today's podcast is post one of the This or That series. Make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EricHallWDW and visit ParksMagicForOne.life for episode listings and other great content. Of course, all opinions expressed are my own, and Parks Magic for One is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by the Walt Disney Company. Hello, everybody. This is Eric again, and welcome back to Parks Magic for One. Uh, it's been a while since we have had the chance to visit and to talk about um, traveling to Disney World as a solo traveler. So thanks for joining me again. Uh, thanks also to maybe some new listeners from the Disney World Solo Travelers Facebook group. Thanks to Genevieve for allowing a few of us to connect with um, that audience and hopefully bring some information and um, some of our content to to the folks that at least I anyway um, uh, like to play to, uh, solo travelers to Disney World. And so welcome to all of you who might be joining me for the first time. Uh, as the introduction says, make sure you check out parksmagicforone.life, L-I-F-E, uh, and it's the number one. Uh, that website has all of my previous podcasts, about 50 or so uh, listed, and uh, you can go back uh, we're, I guess, celebrating. I don't know if celebrating is the right word or not, but celebrating um, a little over a year of podcasting now. And uh, so so kind of exciting uh, milestone. And I always appreciate every one of you who uh, listen to even a couple episodes here and there just to get ready for your trips. Uh, episodes in the, in the past that I've done uh, range anything from trip uh, kinds of uh, reports um, kind of vlog style podcasts, if you will. Um, there are two trips that I took uh, before uh, the pandemic hit in March, and those are up on the website uh, in podcast form. And then also uh, just a, a bunch of other series about planning for solo Disney World trips, um, sort of my tips and tricks for various parks, um, resorts, um, anything anything you'd need, I think, is, is there in, in one shape, shape or other and another. So um, I really appreciate you being here, and um, we're going to start off a new series today, so that's exciting. Uh, this particular series is called This or That. Um, it's kind of the first time I've done something like this, I think, and so it should be interesting. This is all about um, sort of decision-making, I guess, uh, when you're taking a, a Disney World trip um, as a solo traveler or, or otherwise. Um, it's all about um, would you prefer to do one thing over another? And so uh, for the next five episodes, we're going to um, sort of have two two different things that duke it out. 
and we're going to see where we where we end up and I'll, I'll tell you at least where I end up anyway and I'm looking forward to hearing from you uh, whether it's in the comments or uh, uh, on the Facebook or wherever it happens to be um, what you think uh, you would choose of the this or that um, choices. So we're going to start off today with one that um, should appeal to most folks because um, you know, going back to the, the Facebook groups and, and other groups that I've been a part of and, and folks that I follow uh, on social media, um, this is the question that I think comes up the most, and it is, should I go to Disney World by myself or not? So our first this or that is solo versus not, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, I've got some some pros and cons for each one, or pros, I guess, more than more than cons, but uh, pros for each one, and um, I don't know. We'll we'll end up. I mean, you're here because you want to know about solo traveling to Disney World, I assume. So that might be the one you choose, but we'll we'll at least make a case for it. How about that? Uh, and and maybe we can all agree that we can uh, uh, that we'd choose that one over uh, traveling with other folks. So uh, so anyway, so we're going to start off here uh, talking about um, visiting as a solo traveler. Uh, I have I have kind of three big things that I always go back to when um, when people ask me about about it because they do right and this is one of the I think one of the most asked questions um, or thoughts anyway that comes up on um, on the the forum uh, and 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 in other places and you know that is why would you go to Disney World by yourself um, isn't that weird doesn't it feel strange. You know, Disney World's a family thing. Um, it's for kids. It's you know all this kind of stuff, uh, and and I think a lot of people sort of unknowingly almost make solo travelers feel kind of bad about the decision to to travel by ourselves down there. So um, you know, and, and we travel down there for for various reasons um, uh, uh, by ourselves, right? Uh, it can be anything from. You know, maybe your family's down there. Um, you know, doing some other things in the Orlando area, and you want to um, to take a, a day or two and go to to Disney uh, Disney Park by yourself. And so that's kind of your solo trip. Um, sometimes people go down for um, uh, for business, and so they want to take a couple days, either at the beginning or end of their business trip, uh, and and go to the parks for a couple days. Um, in some cases it's, it's just a choice and, um, you know, we, we leave a spouse or family at home and we go down there for a couple of days. Um, or in some cases it's, mm, I don't know if I'd say not a choice necessarily, but sometimes we don't necessarily have a travel partner. Um, and, and so going to the parks is, is what we do, uh, alone is what we do. And so that's, that's sort of by default, our, uh, our mode of vacationing. So whatever the reason is, um, I think there are some kind of broad brushstroke reasons um, for enjoying a solo trip and, and making that your, um, your sort of vacation of choice. I think the first of those, and maybe the most obvious um, and maybe the most cliche, um, is that the trip really is your own. Um, you, you get to determine the schedule. You get to determine uh, which attractions you visit, which restaurants you visit, um, how late you sleep in in the morning. Uh, you know, I mean, all of those kinds of things are, are really are up to you. 
and you get to make all of those decisions and not um, and not have to worry in quotation marks about other folks. Um, you know, and I, I've taken plenty of um, plenty of, of not solo uh, Disney World trips. In fact, up until about three years or so ago, um, that's all I did. Uh, was was do um, like family or family and friends, um, and 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 that's what I did. Um, once uh, once I was separated and divorced, then I ended up uh, you know um, going down by myself because it was where I wanted to go. You know, kind of the whole happy place thing. Uh, but uh, you know, didn't necessarily have anybody right there to go with me. So, um. So I think you know having having the ability to um, having the flexibility maybe um, to make all of those different decisions um, about your trip I think is really is really probably the biggest one for me uh, and and a lot of people too you know people say you know well what are you going to do when you're down there and the the traditional answer from a solo traveler is everybody say it with me whatever we want to do is what we'll do. Uh, and, and it's exactly what it is. And so, um, every time I travel as a solo traveler to a Disney park, um, you know, I, one of the reasons that I just enjoy doing it is because the the time is my own. If I feel like I, um, you know, like I don't want to, uh, you know, to do an attraction for a couple hours and just sort of hang out on a bench, uh, with, you know, some Starbucks, then that's what I do. Uh, and, and I don't have to worry about, um, you know, what everyone else in the group or family or whatever is, um, uh, is, is thinking about or, or what have you. So, uh, that's, that's probably my, um, my number one go-to, uh, reason for, for solo traveling. Um, the second one, and this is, so I kind of tried to, I tried to, this is really a kind of a hard thing to do. I mean, I always have answers for people when they ask me, why do you want to go to Disney World by yourself? But, um, sort of quantifying it is a little bit more difficult. And so, um, the second, sort of way that I, I would frame a response, I think, is that you get to, you get to enjoy, um, you get to enjoy the Disney parks and the Disney experience and the Disney bubble without distraction. Uh, and, and I know that can be harsh saying, you know, that family or family and friends are, are a distraction. But um, I guess what I mean is that when you're there, you get to take in every piece of, of the Disney experience that you want to, uh, without any distractions. Um, if you, uh, you know, if you want to, um, uh, you know, to enjoy conversations with cast members, or if you want to find great places around the parks and resorts for, uh, you know, for a selfie session, uh, if you want to, um, you know, to try, uh, one thing at each of the the different uh, uh, quick service restaurants in in Magic Kingdom, you can do that, and you don't have to worry about the distraction of traveling with someone, whoever that whoever that might be. Um, you get to enjoy those experiences um, in 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 your own way, and um, you know while traveling with family and friends, it's 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 fun. I'll give you some reasons to do that here in just a little while. Um, but if, if you're traveling by yourself, um, you don't have those kinds of distractions. And so you can really focus as much as you want to on your experience and being inside that, that Disney bubble. Uh, and, um, you know, even now with the changes, um, that have taken place, you know, uh, to the experience because of, um, of the public health situation, 
um, you know, it, it, it's still the experience. And that's what, you know, I see people all the time posting on social media, you know, they're, they're going down there because, um, um, you know, because they, they want, they want that getaway, right? Um, you know, we've all kind of been, been um, penned up for, for eight or nine months. And um, for people who really, the Disney parks are their happy place and are where they really want to, to be if they can, um, that's a really important thing. And to be able to enjoy that without any kind of distraction is, um, is, is pretty cool and pretty important to people. So uh, that's kind of my second big brushstroke, um, reason for, um, uh, for traveling, uh, as a solo traveler. Um, the third reason, <clears throat> and this was, I don't know, this was really hard to put on paper and probably will be difficult to talk about. But the second or the third reason I think is, um, you know, I, so I'll preface this by saying, and, and if you listen to my other podcasts, you'll, you'll gain an appreciation for this. I love the planning, um, that takes place before a Disney trip. Um, I've got it down to a science, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not a local, I don't get to go every day, but I am lucky enough, especially over the last, um, three to four years to go down, um, probably three or four times a year. And, and so, you know, I've really gotten good at the planning piece and the, the, you know, the whole making reservations. And although some of the deadlines, the 60 days, 180 days have changed that sort of thing. But, um, I, I really do enjoy the planning piece of things and, and sort of the, the making sense of everything before you go. Um, there's a great um, podcast series that I did um, a few months ago uh, that walks you through my planning process, and it um, it, it takes you through um, the ways that I do things and the spreadsheets that I use. And in fact, in fact, there's a short video that I did um, I don't know a couple months ago now um, uh, th- that you can go back and watch, um, and uh, and it kind of shows some of the some of the things that I do. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> this third idea that that for as a solo traveler planning, um, you, you can, you can make that look however you want to, right? You can take as much or as little time as you want to plan for things. If I want to come home from work one day, um, and I want to spend that entire evening, uh, you know, looking through restaurants and, and looking through menus and, and, uh, you know, trying to figure out where I want to, to eat on my, my first three days or whatever of my trip, I can do that. Um, and, and I can enjoy that, that part of the process. Um, it's, it's different. I think, um, you know, when, when you are planning a trip with other people, unless they have sort of explicitly said, you know, Hey, go ahead, do make all the reservations. You know, I'll just show up in Orlando and, and you tell me what to do. Unless they've said that chances are they probably kind of want to be involved on some level um, with the planning. Right. And so, you know, for you to, to take, to take an entire evening and map out the restaurants for, for your trip or, or whatever, um, you know, it's probably going to leave some people out and it's probably not going to sit very well. Um, whereas of course, if you're traveling by yourself, you don't have anybody for it not to sit well with. Um, and you can, you can do that. And then if you want to, you can come home the next day from work and you can do it all over again. Um, and, and choose different restaurants for different reasons. And so, um, I think, you know, I, I think that's, that's a big part of, of, um, of the trip for me is the preparation, the planning. And I get to do that on my own timeline. 
I get to spend as much time as I want to doing that. I get to redo it as many times as I want to. And I don't necessarily have to have to take into account, um, you know, the the sort of needs and wants and that sort of thing of people traveling with me. Uh, now, having said that, and kind of bridging into the other part of this conversation, having said that, I have planned many a trip <laughs> with family members and friends, um, and uh, and and just because I like planning and, and traveling by myself doesn't mean that I'm not um, good at planning and traveling with other people. Don't I want you to think that? Um, I I really do. I I I try to sort of um, I try to to sort of instill that love for Disney and the love for the planning process in people that I'm traveling with. Uh, and some people, some people get it, some people appreciate it, and some people really don't. Uh, but, you know, I think for the most part, people do appreciate the fact that Disney, a Disney trip is, is fairly, is a fairly scheduled kind of thing, right? Um, you know, even though now, some of the the things have changed. Um, you know, you don't have fast passes that you uh, that that you um, plan for at least not until January first. <clears throat> um, you know, and and you you don't necessarily have to to plan um, the way you did prior to March, but uh, there's still there's still a lot of planning that has to be done. And so you know, people I think want to be a part of that, want to try to understand the trip before they go, so that they can be adequately prepared when they get down there. And so, you know, that, that means that they probably want to be, um, involved on some level. So I guess that kind of takes me into then my first reason for not traveling as a solo traveler or traveling with other people. And that is that you can really enjoy the planning and the preparation with other people. Um, so as much as I enjoy doing it by myself, I also enjoy doing it with others. Um, and you know, maybe that means, um, you know, being able to uh, to help them make some decisions about where uh, where we eat or um, you know which attractions we do. You know, the first part of the day at Epcot versus the second part of the day. Uh, you know, they may not you know understand kind of you know the nuance of what's you know, which attractions are busier at what parts of the day and that kind of thing that I might might sort of kind of know about. I'm not an expert by any means, but. Um, you know, and so there is some, some nuance, I guess, in, in planning that somebody who's gone, you know, multiple times, I think I'm up to 22 or 23 times now has versus someone who maybe this is their, you know, their second time when they haven't been since they were 12 years old or something like that. So, so there's definitely this, this piece of enjoying the planning as a group, um, and learning from each other. And, um, and just, you know, the, the kind of fun anticipation that goes along with, with that planning, um, that you get to share with other people if you're traveling with a a, a group or your family, what have you. Um, let's see, my second big piece for traveling with other people is that, this is maybe good or bad. It gives you people to talk to. Um, that's one of the biggest things I think too, that comes up, um, online that I see and, and people ask about you know, is, so is it okay to talk to other people in, in the, um, you know, in the, the line for an attraction if you're by yourself? You know, do you do that? Does it feel weird? Um, you know, when you're eating at a, say a table service, you know, you're by yourself. Is that, you know, is that okay? Um, 
And so if those kinds of things, you know, make you uncomfortable, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, if you go back and listen to my first few podcasts, that's all I talk about is the, the discomfort that went along with traveling by myself uh, the first few times. Um, I've gotten past that, and I'm good with, you know, sitting down at the California Grill for a really nice meal by myself. I'm okay with that now. But um, that's definitely something that, you know, obviously you don't have to worry about if you're traveling with other people or another person. Um, is that, that you have that built-in conversation, right? And you have the built-in, um, you don't have to worry about the people around you because you're focusing on on these people who are right next to you. Uh, and I think sometimes solo travelers, because you don't have that person sitting right next to you or people, that you then start to focus on sort of the next ring of people around you. And you're like, okay, are they are they thinking about me too? Are they looking at me like, why is he sitting there by himself? Um, you know, and, and, and by the way, they're not, okay. They, they really don't care that you're there by yourself. Um, but, uh, I think that's, you know, that's the power of having, having someone to travel with, um, I think is, um, is, is definitely in, in having the, the ability to have the conversation, whether it's, um, you know, at restaurants, uh, in queue lines, you know, even just in the evenings, right. As a solo traveler, you go back to your hotel room after the parks have closed, you just kind of hang out. And for a lot of us, that's fine. Um, but sometimes it, it would be nice to have somebody there to, uh, to visit with and, and, you know, maybe, maybe go to a, a lounge at the resort or, you know, bar or something like that. And, um, and hang out for a while, uh, which by the way, I do as a solo traveler too. So, uh, yeah. So then kind of the third piece then for, um, traveling with a group. And this is, this is maybe a little bit more abstract compared to what we've talked about so far, but, um, it's that when you travel with other people, um, there's a, there's a power in that because you start to see the experience, uh, from their perspective, and you, I think, in a lot of cases, get better at traveling, um, period, by yourself or with other people. Um, but you get you get better as a traveler um, when when you pay attention to those different perspectives of the people around you. And so, you know, for example, um, the last few years up until this year, um, I've gone to um, Disney World uh, with my dad. Um, just the two of us usually go spring, late winter. And, um, every time we go, uh, the first time that we went down together, you know, I kind of tried to, um, I think I kind of tried to make the trip like a solo trip. And I think we, we probably took things a little bit too. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't necessarily like to, you know, just, just hang out and, and that sort of thing. I think, um, I probably took the, um, the trip a little bit too fast um, I think the pace was probably a little bit, um, little bit rushed for having two people there. And so, um, through that experience and, you know, watching my dad, um, be, uh, be involved, you know, I did, I did learn, um, you know, that, that depending on who's with you, you kind of have to temper your, your days, um, whether that means that you do more or you do less or you do it differently. Um, that perspective, I think helps you become a better traveler in the future, um, because you start to think about different things and you start to not necessarily prioritize different things, but you just look at things differently and you make sure that you pay attention to some details as far as the planning goes and, and that sort of stuff that, um, that you maybe didn't in the, in the past, if that makes sense at all. So, so there's definitely this, 
this idea that traveling with other people, I think, makes you a better traveler in general. Um, because you you do you do have a, a better sense of what other people think and do and enjoy um, and not enjoy. Um, and so I think on some level that helps you um, become better yourself. So, um, yeah, so I think those are kind of my reasons for for each side of things. And like I said, I've I've done both a lot. Um, I am I am just as happy to to travel with other folks as I am by myself, but um, I I do think that you know one of the like I said one of the biggest questions I think that comes up um, online frequently around solo traveling to Disney World is this idea of it you know is it is it okay does it make you uncomfortable um, what are the things that you have to think about and um, and I think a lot of the stuff that we've talked about here today. Um, are, are at the top of that list. So, um, I would love to know what you think. Um, you know, if you are a a new listener from, uh, from the Disney world solo travelers Facebook group, I would love to hear your perspective on solo traveling versus, um, traveling with a group and see what your pros and cons sound like and look like. Um, you know, maybe you travel solo because of a bad experience that happened with uh, with other folks. I don't know, um, but I would certainly love to to hear what your thoughts are. Um, <clears throat> we're uh, we're going to stop there, I think, for for this episode. Um, this is, like I said, just the first of five in uh, the this or that series, and so um, the next time uh, we're going to come together, uh, the this or that is going to be around um, uh, the type of type of experience you want when it comes to resorts, and we're going to play uh, value resorts and moderate resorts against deluxe resorts, uh, and talk a little bit about the differences and. Um, uh, what it means in terms of traveling as a solo traveler, um, whether or not you uh, stay at a value or moderate or a deluxe resort. So that's going to come up next. Um, for those of you who are new, podcasts uh, uh, get released every Monday and Thursday here at Parks Magic for One. Uh, and so you don't have to wait any more than three days between podcasts, uh, or four, I guess. Um, and, uh, again, you can find, um, all the episodes linked through my, um, parksmagicforone.life website, uh, or of course <clears throat> you can find us anywhere that you can find podcasts, uh, any, um, podcasting service, uh, you should be able to find us. So, um, I really appreciate you being here with us. Uh, for those of you who are new again, welcome. Um, I encourage you to, to go back, listen to some old episodes. I don't know if I'm, I'm getting better at this or not. I, I don't necessarily want feedback, I guess, but, um, you know, uh, if you want to throw it in there, I, I, I've got thick skin. It's okay. Um, but hopefully things are, are moving along and hopefully uh, you find the conversation useful. So um, the other thing I have coming up, I should mention, uh, is that I have a couple of conversations happening not just with myself, but with other people. Uh, and so those are coming up in the next few weeks um, about um, uh, traveling to the parks. Uh, a couple of folks have been down there. A couple of folks have made plans to go down, but didn't go down. And so we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about uh, their experiences and um, should be a good change from just listening to me. Uh, I was going to do this several months ago and it just never panned out with the parks closing. Um, but hopefully we'll get, get back up and get some other voices in here for you to listen to. So uh, remember to visit parksmagicforone.life and subscribe to the Park Magic for One podcast wherever you listen. 
Uh, that could be Spotify, iTunes, um, or um, we're hosted on anchor.fm uh, or any other podcasting platform. I want to thank you again so much for listening uh, today. Um, this is Eric Hall. Take care, folks, and go make some magic for yourself. Bye.